Welcome to Donnacloney Parish Podcast. If you want to know more information about the parish, how to support us, or for other social media, please go to www.donnacloneyparish.co.uk. Thank you. Running for glory. Romans chapter 8, from verse 18 to verse 30. Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that you help us with understanding of your word as we look at your word tonight. Grant us understanding and a open heart to receive the word and the comfort that you offered us in your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Anytime I have a chance to discuss with those who have seen quite a lot in life, they often recall and tell me the stories of the good old days. I don't know how much memories of the good old days that you have, but in our world today, all we see is chaos, disaster, suffering. And when I was listening to the news, I tried to reflect on our present world, the world we live in this time. When we consider certain things that are happening in our world today, it is more certain that we are living in a broken world. Let's think about this. Oil spill threatens ecological disaster in Mauritius. Coronavirus have killed around 735,000 people worldwide and around 20 million people have been confirmed with the infection of this virus worldwide. Air India crashed in Kerala and it kills 18, I mean 18 people. Explosion in Beirut killed at least 200 people and left around 5,000 people injured. This news and others are clearly an indication that we are living in a broken world. But this is not the world as God intended it to be. This is not the world that God intended at creation. We all feel the brokenness of the world. We feel the pain that it brought on us. And we constantly ask ourselves questions like this. Will there be an end to this present suffering? As Christians, why do we suffer? Who brought all this on us? As Christians, how do we respond to the pain and the brokenness of the creation around us? How? Why? What? Our present experience and how people of God should live and respond to tough times in a world like this is what Paul described in our reading for tonight. See with me, I'd like you to open your Bible to Romans chapter 8. See with me in verse 22. And let's consider what Paul said as we look into my first point. 
a groaning creation. Verse 22, Paul said, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Last week, Bishop Jacob Kwashi of Nigeria visited an area in his diocese that was attacked by Fulani terrorists. Terrorists killed 24 people and burnt more than 50 houses. Sadly, this is part of an ongoing pattern of attack against Christians in Nigeria. But as for the Christians in Rome, at the time Paul wrote this letter, God has a comforting message, a message of hope for the people of God living in a broken world, in a world that is filled with crisis, just as we are living in a broken world today. The word of hope that Paul offered to the people, to the Christians in Rome that time, it's still the same word of hope to all of us listening to me tonight. See with me, as Paul said in verse 18, he said, I consider that our present sufferings are not words comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The pain of today is far less compared to the glory of tomorrow. This is the glory that God has promised you and I. Tonight, talking of the glory to be revealed in us, we see a glimpse of light in the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel, there is a glimpse of hope for us that while we suffer, there is something greater for us in store. Paul described in verse 18 that our present suffering is not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Yet, this present suffering will last until the sons of God is revealed. As God's sons and daughters, for all of you listening to me tonight, we are ears and co-ears with Christ Jesus. Verse 17, which we looked at last week, emphasized it. But this means if we share with Christ in all things, then we also share with him in his suffering and in his glory. Perhaps by now, in this sermon, you might be thinking, brought this on us? How did we get here? See with me in verse 20 to 21 as we think about my second point, a frustration that leads to glorious freedom. How did we get here? Paul said in verse 20 to 21, for the creation was subjected to frustration not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it 
in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Remember, as Paul said in verse 15, we have received the spirit of God that makes us sons and daughters. We are no longer slaves to fear. Yet, as sons and daughters of God, we are not immune against the present suffering because it is meant to bring forth the future glory. It's meant to bring forth the future glory in us. Now, as we consider how did we get here, who brought this on us? This frustration and the suffering, how did we get here? How did all this come to be? If we look back to the beginning of it all, at the creation story as is recorded in Genesis, God created heaven and earth. And in Genesis chapter 3 verse 31, I mean chapter 1 verse 31, the Bible says God saw all that he had made and it was very good. But when sin entered into the world, when man sinned, we were separated from God. Sin separated us from God. And in chapter 3 of Genesis verse 17b, God said, Caused is the ground because of you. The creation was brought to cause because of our sin. The world was broken and ever since the world, the creation has been groaning because of our sins. Yet, the Lord allowed these because of the glory which is to come. Because sometimes we think, why did God allow that to continue? He allowed it because of the glory to come. We see this glory first in the life of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died as remission for our sin. Jesus died to bring us back to God, to reconcile all things back to himself, including the creation which we live in today. By his death, we receive forgiveness for our sin. And by his resurrection, we receive hope of eternal glory that shall be revealed in us as Paul showed us from our reading tonight. But when will this glory come? When are we going to see this glory? When is the end of this suffering? And this groaning that we experience in this creation. It will take a while. But it won't be long. All we need to do is to wait. But while we wait for this glory which is to come, the Lord is reminding us in his word today in Romans chapter 8 verse 23 the Lord said the Lord said while we groan inwardly as adopted children of God there is hope see with me in verse 24 it says for in this hope we were saved as we wait patiently we are reminded that there is hope and in this hope 
we were saved. We received, received the hope through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, no matter what suffering we're going through as children of God, there is hope. No matter what is happening in this world, we look forward to a better place that has been prepared. A better place that has been prepared for you and for me. Just as a lady experiencing pain at childbirth, there is hope. There is hope of joy and peace after birth. For us as Christians, listening to me this evening, there is hope of eternal glory, of eternal life spent with God, our Father in heaven. There is hope that we will be taken to be with God, our Father, in a place where there is no more sorrow, no more pain. See, as John described it in Revelation chapter 22 and 21, verse 1. See what he said. John said in Revelation 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new heart. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. Are you looking forward to this new heaven? And this new earth, where all things is made perfect by a perfect God. This has not happened yet, but Paul said to wait for it patiently. In Romans chapter 8 verse 25, it said we should wait for this patiently. But while waiting, in our present suffering, the Spirit of God, gives us strength. It gives us strength in our weakness. As we can see in verse 25 to 26 of Romans chapter 8, Paul said, but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us True wordless groans. This is something to be joyful about. That while we wait, we wait patiently and we receive strength in our weakness, in our weariness, by the Spirit of God that lives in us, as we learned last week, that those who are Children of God, they live by the Spirit of God that is in us. Well, sometimes ago, I remember promising my sons to get them a new bike when I returned from my initial travel to the United Kingdom. I speak to them every day on phone and reminded them about my promise. But a question I often get is, Daddy, when will you be back? Daddy, when are we going to have the new bike you promised? Maybe tonight you might be asking God the same question. When will this hope be revealed? 
When will Jesus return? When are we going to be in this new heaven and the new heart that is promised? Here is the answer. It won't be long. It won't be long. This present suffering will bring forth the glory in you. The world around you and the creation around you may be groaning as the pain of a childbirth, yet it will lead on to the birth of a new life which brings us much joy. The present groaning is going to lead to glory. As for Christians, while we are still here on earth, while we are still living in a broken world, this passage teaches us how we should live. This brings me to my third and final point tonight. How we should live in a groaning world. Brothers and sisters, we encourage that we should not live like those without hope. Since we have been saved, we should live with the hope of the glory that is to come. As Paul said in verse 28 of Romans chapter 8, he said, we should know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. He works for our good to bring about what is good for us. So whatever you're going through now, God is on your side. As God has subjected the creation to frustration, verse 20, he has also predestined us as his children to be conformed to the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. Because those that the Lord has called, he also justifies. And those he justifies, he will glorify. Verse 30. As I finish tonight, I want to encourage you to be strong and courageous. I want to encourage you that the Spirit of God that lives in us will give us strength as we endure the present suffering. And I want to remind you of the future hope and the future glory which will be revealed in us very soon. It won't be long. Remember Jesus' word. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 7a, and the very last, towards the last verse, verse 22 of that same chapter 22, the last book in the Bible. Remember what Jesus said in his word. Behold, I am coming soon. He who testified to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word that we've listened to tonight. We pray that the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Let us join together. Thank you for being with us today. 
We pray that this service has been an encouragement to you, a challenge and a help to build you up in your faith in Christ. We've now ended our church service and we'd be delighted if you can join with us again. Thank you for being with us in Donna Cloney Parish. God bless you.